This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Junaid Kali. I'm one of a clinician. I am a practicing neurologist uh, with telemedicine and in-person practice. I'm also the vice president of VMed, a global telehealth company, and I run an educational platform called AI NeuroCare, where I educate providers about neurology, artificial intelligence, and telemedicine. Man, I can't only imagine how the pandemic's been affecting your work this year, right? Keeping oh you busy. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been exciting and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> that sounds like my house. <laughs> exciting and terrifying. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Janine. So question number two, what do you think is the best thing about leading people through change? Change is actually always an anxiety provoking thing. One of the things that brings out of the people is the best of them and the worst of them. And uh, as far as change is concerned, it's important that we communicate as clearly you have the master communicator podcast. So communication, communication and transparency is the key to understand how to lead through change. I love how you say that it's because it's true. It does bring out the best and the worst of us. I didn't think it's that anticipation, right? Of the unknown. We don't know what the change is going to bring. Exactly. And especially the amount of uncertainty, humans in general are not coped with dealing with that level of uncertainty, especially in the 20th and the 21st century. And we have opted to be in this certain environment. And this clearly creates a lot of anxiety, which we see a significant amount of increase in mental health issues during the pandemic. Absolutely. So as you think about that, then I'm curious, you know, what piece of advice would you give to other leaders about um, implementing change? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> from a pure leadership perspective, uh, we're not talking about medical uh, arena. I think, as I said, we have to have a very clear goal, the why in mind, mm -hmm. and we have to communicate that very effectively. And as you pointed out concisely, then the what, because you really need to know them, what are the milestones, the goalposts, and eventually who, and the roles should be specified and clarified because people work when they are autonomous, when they feel like they are responsible and therefore why, what, and who is the key thing. And that's how we proceed with every meeting as well. I love how you're putting the why first as well. I think that's incredibly important, right? Because you could have a bunch of places that you want to go, but why are you trying to get to this one? Why was that decision made? It has to be concise. It has to be repeated. And it has to be very uh, woven into the fabric of the company itself, because then and only then you will get the change you intend to. From a medical profession, it's a little very different in the sense because lives matter and you mm -hmm. have to have a very meticulous process. So that's why innovation in healthcare is so slow uh, because we don't want to jump into guns. So for an extra step from a medical field is a meticulous planning is very important. Accuracy counts, huh? <laughs> oh my God, yes. We, you have no idea how many times you look at every small single step. That's incredible. Well, I appreciate that being a patient. <laughs> I appreciate that rigor. <laughs> um, so I often hear from other leaders, and especially right now I'm hearing this, that keeping teams engaged remotely has been a challenge. You know, and I'm just even curious from kind of the neuroscience component of this, you know, what's been your experience? What tips can you give to folks out there who are really challenged with how do you keep people engaged and how do you really lead remotely when you can't do that drive-by leadership thing, right? Um, you can't just walk by and overhear somebody on the phone or at the water cooler. 
Uh, I'm grateful that I'm actually from an origins pres perspective, I'm a digital company with the telemedicine inside. So we actually were always been remote uh, about 80% of the time. But I understand the frustration that comes with remote uh, learning, remote leadership, et cetera. The one and the key thing to understand is that engagement is not a destination, it's a process. And people with different kinds of attitudes, have different kinds of needs, et cetera. So as a leadership goal, you have to understand what key members of the team really need from you, listen, and then make sure that you adjust your own attitude so that you keep them engaged. Again, most people do respond to autonomy. Most people do respond to listening. And when you have some downtime also with them scheduled, like a coffee uh, over virtual coffee, we actually recently had a magic show at VMED, podcast, uh, VMED company meeting. And the reason behind all that is to understand we're not just coming to you for work. We really think that we are all are human beings with different needs. And therefore, engagement is a process. Engagement needs uh, not just because of work. And those are the two things that I feel like are most impacted in our company. I love that because, again, it's I'm sure woo, we did that, inter that engagement exercise. We're done with that, right? But you're saying it's something that's a constant and never-ending sort of improvement thing, almost like a Kaizen approach to, you know, plan, do, check, act, making sure that it's still appropriate and are we still doing the things that are needed by our team. And requires a little more... Uh, empathy for to say like for example now you're at working at home and your kid may be sick or you got a bad news about a family member just just remember that that we all are going through these kind of problems and we need to make sure that empathy is at the center of it and that drives engagement and it's a long-term process if once in a meeting if somebody's not engaged forgive forget move on <laughs> Well, with that, I feel the word trust keeps coming up as you're talking to me. I keep feeling that sense of, as you talk about autonomy and, you know, the empathy, you really have to trust your team to know that they're going to be making the right choices on their own, right? Um, that ability to do what they know to do um, when they're only they are watching. <laughs> Correct. I mean, the whole idea behind hiring a team is to hire the best person and let them do what they need to do and trust them with it rather than micromanaging. And that's when they most flourish. I love it. So what daily practice then is most important to you as, as a leader? Oh, one practice that my wife hates is that I'm a very early riser. <laughs> uh, so I'm usually up around 4.35 in the morning and have around one and a half, 90 minutes blocked. I have my meditation routine, exercise routine, reading, uh, checking my, you know, uh, all the important stuff, making sure that everything is on my notion, uh, life operating system that is kicked. Uh, kicked off and then move on. So uh, it is a very meticulous process that I maintain every morning. And I think that's the best place where I get my profound thinking, creative ideas, et cetera. So wait, you're telling me the neurologist takes care of his brain in the morning time first thing. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Absolutely. And that is the key thing, uh, believe it or not. And lots of water, I hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, magic question number six for you. What other successful business leaders like yourself, Janice, be on the show, right? Who else should we be paying attention to and listening to? Uh, as I said, I'm actually mainly in the medical field. So the two people that come in mind is Uli, who's actually a fantastic uh, physician, ER physician, who also runs the Innovator MD and has recently finished uh, a great, great, um, you know, conference, virtual conference with successful engagement of about 3000 people and bringing about innovation in healthcare. So that's a fantastic person. The other person I would recommend is Arlene Myers, who actually runs Society of Physicians in 
and top uh, entrepreneurs and these they have collected those two big ideas into one and leading with virtual change and then entrepreneurship. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for those insights. And my audience knows to go check those people out and see what they're up to. Because if, if you're paying attention to them, then we need to be paying attention to them. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show, Janine. Um, can I ask if somebody wanted to reach out and introduce themselves, how might they go about doing that? The best way to get in touch with me is via LinkedIn. I'm always on it. I can see some messages, et cetera, that you go ahead. Uh, the second thing is to go ahead and check my website out, wemed.com. It's about us. You can always go from there. Uh, Janae at wemed.com is my email address. And of course, AI Neurocare, YouTube, podcast, videos, et cetera, are available uh, for general education purposes for providers and others. That's incredible. I appreciate that you're putting that, that learning out there. And again, I really appreciate your time today. Hopefully you'll come back and join us on another season of The Master Communicator and share some more insights with us. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much, for Stacey, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, this is Stacey McKibben with The Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please do go check us out at www.conciliateam.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Thank you.